Hello and welcome to another episode of Good Brews, Bad Views. I'm your host, Max, and as always, joined by my co-hosts, Ryan. Hiya. And James. Hi. You're fired. And uh, for this episode, we are watching the 1999 movie Ravenous. Ravenous. So as James said to me before this, it's vaguely a movie. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, we've watched a lot of bad movies so far but mm-hmm. we haven't watched a movie that like ravenous which is just bad at being a movie <laughs> okay okay i'm sure we'll get more in depth as to uh why you think that uh this movie is available for free on netflix if you uh you know have netflix which if you don't then i don't know what to do with you um <laughs> nor does the rest of society yes yeah. figure yourself out Probably yeah. eat them. <laughs> probably, probably. probably so we have the movie queued up. Uh, the 20th Century Fox logo has just finished uh, appearing on screen. The fanfare is about done. So if you're watching along, uh, hit play now. So it was here with this opening pair of quotes. The second one I'm most familiar with. Um mm. It was right now, at this instant, I had no idea what to expect from the rest of this movie. Like, that sets a weird tone for a movie that's clearly about eating people. Yeah, I, I don't Spoilers. know. Spoilers. <laughs> right. The, the director didn't know what to expect from the rest of this film either. Which director? <laughs> yes, which director indeed. Yes. But um, we'll get into that. But, you know, even from that opening thing, it's like, oh, a Frederick Nietzsche quote. You know, that reminded me a little of Conan the Barbarian. And then the eat me, I'm like, oh... This movie doesn't know what it's doing. Right. So we get a, a shot of everybody standing around while Guy Pierce gets some sort of award here. Recommendation. I think Guy Pierce is more of a uh, fish guy. That's why he's not uh, yeah. digging in. Yeah, this is not the time period to tell people you're a vegan. Yep. <laughs> I, uh, I I queued this movie up after cooking myself a steak and baked potato last night, Ryan. So I'd like to thank you for that. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Makes me all kinds of happy. And some people, I forget what the name of the condition is, but there are some people, there's an actual neurological condition where watching people chew drives them insane. Really? Yeah. And I imagine scenes like these, and as often happened in Tarantino shots, uh, make them cringe. So he's having some flashbacks there to something yeah. that they kind of flesh out later on in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And this, this weird sliding and stopping text, it's very like 1990s rom-com. Of yeah. The, the, the title and credits. Yeah. To his namesake fort. Yes. Right. That's John Spencer. You said, yeah, yeah. this was actually John Spencer's uh, last acting role in a future length film. After this, he would go to be a, full-time cast member on the west wing james Ooh. thorpe's like favorite tv show ever <laughs> so we're just gonna get this out of the way quickly during the opening credits um so ryan brought james up you're how... adopted wait, wait no. we're not doing <laughs> that Sorry, besides a different that. episode besides that um so the actor for this movie or excuse me the director for this movie is listed as uh antonia bird and that's not the original director of this. Originally, it was Milcho Menchevsky, who is a Macedonian art house director whose first film, Before the Rain, gained like international acclaim and academic uh, uh, Academy Award nominations. And uh, it's a movie I only know about because I had to watch it in college for uh, World Cultures class. Hmm. 
So, um, very, like, serious and grim kind of movie, which you can see parts of that in right. this it movie. It peeks through at times, It peeks through, sure. yeah. But then the uh, the satirical or, or comedy-esque nature of this film uh, just, like, really dampens what I think he might have been trying to do. Right. So, apparently, he got replaced by Antonia Bird because there were just... A lot of executive meddling and micromanagement by producer uh, Laura Ziskin, who definitely complained about a lot of the um, extensive amounts of close-ups and like how dirty and gritty um, Milcho wanted all of his like shots to be. So, you know, take it for what you will. Um, but Antonia's bird is on the record saying that you know the production problems that they were having. Because uh, Mocho is also doing a bunch of like uh, on the rewrites and new storyboards, like aren't to be blamed entirely on him. So, mm-hmm. so but. establishing shots of Fort Spencer here, mm-hmm. it's just shining beacon beacon of joy and cheer. Yep. Yeah. So I saw an interesting thing on the IMDb trivia for this movie that Guy Pierce's character doesn't say his first like full sentence. Until about 20 or 25 minutes into the movie. It's all just like one word of responses up until then. And blank stares. Right. So a normal Guy Pierce <laughs> role then. I haven't seen Memento, which is you know, <laughs> blasphemy, I know. Yeah. I actually really liked Lockout with him. If you haven't seen Lockout, that's a really fun movie. Although I Isn't think... that the Space Jail movie? Yeah, Space Jail. <laughs> space Jail. <laughs> and I think they actually got sued for some uh, similarities with that movie and some other films. Um, I haven't I haven't properly researched that to comment on it right now. Surprised that's the thing that could happen. Mm. Nice dirty, dirty, dirty room. This looks like a lot like my old apartment. Remember the one down on Ten Mile and Halstead? <laughs> yeah. Someone just died there, by the way. Well, that's no good. <laughs> yep. Antonia Bird. <clears throat> So, James, is Guy Pierce the person you were mistaking for Val Kilmer? I was not mistaking him for Val Kilmer. <laughs> My brain just kept saying, saying hey, to me, like, that should be Val Kilmer. <laughs> yeah. like that, the mirror right there, that looks like Val Kilmer in the mirror. Yeah. Yep, 90s Kilmer, because yeah. you know, contemporary oh, yeah. Kilmer is about 79 pounds. He's about different. a Kilmer and a half. Yeah. It's like how the person we meet later is just young Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yep. Young, scrawny Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Pre-Weapon X. Yep. Just kind of have a little lie down here. <laughs> it's a good good strategy, I suppose. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a great strategy. I, I actually kind of like that this guy's character is, for Bueller. the most part, for most of the movie, just kind of, you don't like him. I mean, he's kind of spineless. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun callback, the walnut scene. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I got sent here because I tried to hunt down Ferris Bueller. Yeah, <laughs> it, the, the, I'll give this movie props for uh, you know making mention that the Mexican American War exists because yeah. that's something we kind of ignore in America. Yeah. When I when I uh, originally saw this, I'm like, oh, this is like the post Civil War. I'm like, oh no, that Civil War hasn't happened yet. Yep, it's that that's that war no one ever remembers. Yep, it's the Korean War of the 18th century. Yeah. No, I would say that'd be the War of 1812. No, we know that one because they burned the White House down. Oh, yeah. Every every fourth grader learns that. Yeah, I suppose. 
It's a weird hobby to have, yeah. I think. Particularly in 1847. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's a reference to ice or the mineral content of the water of, the right. Cal- of California. I... I don't know. Was hard water a concept they had figured out in this era? I I don't know. <laughs> Isn't Jeffrey Jones also in um Howard the Duck? He is. He's the villain. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's a hilarious shot, by the way. If if you watch the trailer for this movie, that that scene has a completely different context. Like, the horrors of the frontier. It's (laughs) totally comical here. And then then there's David Arquette. David Arquette, (laughs) yeah. I I appreciate that the uh, Native Americans are referred to as they kind of came with the place. Yeah. (laughs) Like... It's such a ridiculous concept. They're like, yeah, we'll just let them stay around. Yeah. Right. On top of all the ridiculous characters, they're mm-hmm. already, they're just, they add that to there. Kiss. Somebody kiss. <laughs> the uh, mm-hmm. Toffler is from, if you guys have ever seen Justified. Oh, I've heard that's a good show with like a Timothy Oliphant or whatever. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. in that show. And um, he uh, is a really, really, really just nasty character. So mm-hmm. him being a churchman in this made me laugh. Like, yeah, a quiet, <laughs> reserved churchman. Yep. <laughs> but I really do enjoy like the sets in the scene. Like they look very much like this is a place where people live. There's little yeah. bric-a-brac all over the place. You just wanted a re- excuse to use the word bric-a-brac. Right? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. I have bric-a-brac written down here in my notes. <laughs> it just says bric-a-brac or bust. Yep. I wonder if this was filmed like during winter. It certainly feels like it was. Like This doesn't feel like fake winter in much of this I movie. Don't, it's weird because like it's full-on like winter there and then the next scene like there's no snow at all so i don't know like what the time lapse between this movie is i suppose mm-hmm. so so now he's being his his possum strategery here yeah kind of slowly setting him up for this recommendation that he would receive later for kind of just being a coward like, this is, like, a horrific scene. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Th- this idea is just awful. Yeah, half shot off head in my face. That's literally on the bottom of a pile of bodies on a death wagon. Like, this is very much, like, this entire sequence is what I what I can um, attest to. Uh, that other director. Yeah, Milcho Manchevsky. Because it's very much like, there's a civil war in Macedonia, and mm-hmm. people have to choose sides, even though they're innocent, because you can't escape war, and okay. there's love, and... You know, just even shooting this scene had to be real difficult. Whether or not those are fake bodies or real on top of him right now. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, what an awful thing to have to do. Yeah. See. (laughs) Next now. So he goes up right up there and just like. Snaps the guy's neck, 
So that kind of hints. Plus, you know, he had all those bodies on top of him. I can't imagine that's an easy thing to escape from. So that kind of yeah. first little hint of what's to come. Yeah. From... Yeah. <laughs> you get a gold star. <laughs> yeah. You can read. <laughs> Local weed. I imagine that Martha's a terrible traveling companion. (laughs) Just stone-faced and quiet the entire time. Mm. Yeah, not the most animated companion for sure. Yeah. No women! (laughs) You know, if it starts to snow just a little bit more, does Neil McDonough just look like a pair of eyes wandering around? (laughs) (laughs) Likely so. Uh Uh-huh. Army. What's a two before? <laughs> I got this in army. <laughs> yeah. And I do, I mean, it's kind of a cool character thing that he's constantly wrestling with yeah, like know, he, how he survived and then also the constant reminder of, you know, you, you survived. You are a coward. Yeah. With PTSD. Mm-hmm. And a taste for a certain kind of food. It's people. He said to escape, but I heard to a cake, and I yeah. I want cake. Toffee? Toffee cake? Mm. No organs. Yeah. <laughs> no doodling. Noodling. It's a religious hymen. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Perhaps up your own ass. I generally do enjoy, like, all the castings in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a nice little group of characters. I only wish some of them got fleshed out a little more or had more screen time. They do certainly get fleshed out. Ah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cannibalism. Yeah. This this movie eventually gets to where it's going. <laughs> yeah. But really doesn't figure out where it wants to be. Yeah. It's just... Desolation and... Ah, hobo. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like you drive to the grocery store, but you really don't know what you want to cook. Right. Yeah. And it just wanders around the the grocery store for a little while. And then it's the next day already. Yep. Bunch of Nazis find him? It's Hugh Jackman. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Never has warming up a man been so high stakes. Yeah. Warm me up. Half Hugh Jackman, half Jesus. <laughs> Jack Jesusman. Jesus Jackman? <laughs> That's his name from now on. Jackman. Got it. Only half of his body's gonna gonna live through warming up. Yep. The one thing I, I will say is I want to sleep in all these furs that they have. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm, cozy. Even the bloody ones. Yeah. <laughs> you look, Donna looks like he just had a, a set of like crunches interrupted to see what was going <laughs> <Yeah. there. laughs> 
I'm too busy to button my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that looks like Hugh Jackman. It does. <laughs> it's just, just scrawny little Hugh Jackman. <laughs> See, look, no snow. Yeah, I'm assuming that they, they probably filmed this over the course of maybe a few months or a mm-hmm. snowstorm blew in and they just kind of had to go for it, go yeah. with it. Because this was filmed in Prague. So for Toffler, was the director like, okay, dude, your your acting mantra is you're a nine-year-old kid who's got to pee, but you're also very excited about Christmas at all times. <laughs> Probably. This was a Police Academy-inspired performance. <laughs> that guy's got the chops, man. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good, uh, a very excellent mid-1800s chop stash. Oh, yeah, yeah. Plus, I think that scene is important for later. But Those are critical chops is what you're telling yeah. me. Yeah. But, yeah. Jesus Jackman. Jesus Jackman. Getting his soup on. This gives a whole new meaning to Wolverine's origin story. <laughs> yep, right. That explains how he got off the cross. He just yeah. healed. Jeez. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Things we Is don't anticipate talking about on this show. Mr. Colquown. The Scottish have weird ways of spelling things. <laughs> Neil McDonough's character in this movie doesn't strike me as a whittler, but I guess there's not a lot to do. Mm. Butts. Time for butts. That is, that is a hairless man. Yeah. He's doing smooth dude. Smooth dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just gestures with his knife for yeah. purposes. Reasons? Was that almost a shot like the Last Supper just then as it panned and they were all on the one side of the room? <laughs> Going with the Jesus. Ryan, thing. you're looking way too much into this movie. <laughs> yeah. I think just having my eyes open at this is looking into this movie too much. Yep. Yeah. I originally discovered this movie as I was looking for things that movies inspired by or fit the HP Lovecraft like tone of stuff okay so that's why i was like this doesn't look vaguely tentacly at all which <laughs> yeah you know isn't all lovecraft is it's about you know the futility of man's existence and whatever but now we go into oregon trail the movie <laughs> prepare for dysentery but i like the music very very subtly in the background during this whole sequence yeah the the music is like surprisingly catchy and memorable even if it is at times very out of place yes yeah we'll 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 get to that and get to that later but um what are we drinking today guys today we are drinking critterless which is a oh i lost the bottle a sour ale from shorts yes that's what and it is damn good i think i really really like this beer and i put the bottle away so i can't tell you what's in it right now uh mango and cherry i believe yeah. yes that mango is and cherry sour ale and it's great now james you're the resident sour expert 
what do you have to say about this? I, I really like it. Um, it doesn't start off quite sour, and it finishes sour, which mm. is which is nice because sometimes sour beers just start off mm-hmm. sour, and they don't have anything to add okay. outside of just being sour. Yeah, yeah. This is probably like... this is Sours are probably like my least favorite style of beer. Oh, it's one of my but, most um, favorite. <laughs> well, that kind of goes within you not liking IPAs. Right, right. So everyone I know who loves sour beers... Hates IPAs. James is waving his hand. <laughs> I love IPAs, though. You're weird. Thanks. Second. Well, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but um, so far, I I don't hate this. I mean, it's it's refreshing. I like the mango and the cherry. Um, that's probably why. Like those are two of my favorite fruits. Okay. And uh, another good yeah. beer by Shorts. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Tough to go wrong with Shorts. Um, I'll beg a differ. I've been doing all right with it. Okay. I like, I don't like space rock and I know we've had that beer featured twice. On uh, that's show. an IPA. I don't count. That's yeah. not an IPA. It's a pale ale. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> I didn't care for that one either. Yeah. But, um, no, like I like sour and tart things like sour candy or sour fruit, but that's not really a flavor I seek out with my beer. I, I, I guess. Okay. So, but I, I definitely feel like there's a trend towards, um, sour beers right now. Like sours are like the next, you know. Yeah, I could see that. I think that comes from the people seeking out farmhouse ales. And yeah. This is kind of the next, sours are the next step away yeah. from farmhouse ales. Like I was at the, uh, the grocery store last week and, um, I noticed there were like two or three farmhouse sours or goes style yeah. beers, which... Those are like a year or two ago. Those are pretty niche. Yeah, as a as, as in comparison to like the IPAs, or that could be a fact of um, craft beers continuing to build up into uh, you know larger markets. Like I went to um, Meyer about a month ago, and they had a bomber bottle, which is like those twenty two twenty four ounce bottles of Jolly Pumpkin, which is one of the very big. Uh, sour breweries in uh, Metro Detroit. Yeah, so that was very surprising to even see that beer there. So, yeah, but. I was at Traverse City the weekend before Thanksgiving this year, and um, I was at the Jolly Pumpkin, and I tried one of their sours for the first time, and I I don't remember which one it was, but I was not impressed with it. I like this much better than the one I had mm-hmm. at the Jolly Pumpkin, but it was only one, and I know they make more than that. So. Yeah, they make a I'll reserve very judgment. very large variety, but. But personally, you know, I'm not a big sours guy, so I really don't find too much into them. There's too, too much. I don't get too much from them, I suppose. So much exposition. Yes, yeah, a bit yeah. of an info dump here. Good yeah. time for beer talk. Yep. And yep. Uh, my first exposure to a sour was actually at Gen Con, I think two years ago. Uh, I went on the brew bus tour there, and um, I had a boysenberry sour, and mm. I cannot for the life of me remember the name of the brewery. So I'll try and dig that up and uh, share it on the next show, but... It was so, so, so good. I bought a big old growl over it, and that was my first experience with sours, and that's kind of part of the reason I'm seeking them out. And I really do like this one compared to that one as well. That's my type of beer, one of my types. Yeah, yeah. So now soldiers have to go off and go do soldiery things. Right, so we just got all of Ives' backstory, his alleged backstory. Calhoun's. Calhoun. Calhoun. Yeah. Coco Hoan. Coco Hoan. Coco Hoan. 
this is the point where when the movie hit here, when I was watching it for the first time, I was like, okay, well. It's going to be a creature feature. See some creature film. That'll be kind of neat. It'll be interesting. And it just doesn't get there. Yeah. When I first saw trailers for this movie, um, you know, around the time that it was made, I was led to believe in hoping that things were going to be very spectacular with as far as, you know, physical feats and just um, almost otherworldly happenings. And that was not the case. Nah. <laughs> nah. So you, so you remember when this movie first came out or remember seeing trailers for it? I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'd be like, you know what? I might want to check that out. Because they, like you said, they pick snippets of the movie, you know, like that Neil McDonough scene and some of the other um, dialogue bits, and they make it seem like some really crazy stuff was going to happen because of the cannibalism. Yeah. And I mean, it does to some degree, just not how they were kind of trying to sell it, if that makes any sense. This is, I love this line. It's like, do people still do that? And it's like, white man eats <laughs> Jesus Christ every Sunday. <laughs> I want that hat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Here's my Gmail password. Yeah. A common, a, a common, <laughs> common uh, problem, common yeah. problem in the in the West, yeah, and the East, in the past, and in the present, <laughs> right? His Cal- Calhoun slash Ives outfit here is it's kind of. A, Okay, go ahead. I was say it's it's creepy. Yeah, it is, and it's <laughs> if you've seen Cabin in the Woods, in which you haven't, again, rethink your life and go see that movie. But the painting that's in the cabin that's moved to reveal the the two way mirror, there's the figure in the background holding a knife ominously, and that's what he looks like. It's just that figure in the background. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> unknown, unknown. So now they're starting the trek to go find the potential grim banquet site of all the cannibalism that happened. Yeah. Yeah. But even like, we just got done with like a super serious, like people were eating people because they were oh, playing yeah. Oregon trail and did not bring spare parts and enough food. They only right. got bullets. Right. And, um, there's a little, you know, humorous things. He keeps dropping his gun when he's looking Whoa. for the... Look at me, my butterfingers. So they're also smoking. I feel like if one of us was trying to compose a song or a hymn all the time, we'd just be too big a dicks to ever let him finish it. Yep. Yep. I don't think we'd be as helpful as Calhoun. Yeah. I think Man. that like that was a good casting of just like someone like he's a wimpy little priest guy, but you kind of just want to like him, right? Like he's a constant source of positivity. Yeah, as yeah. irritating as he may be in his childishness, yeah. but that's a rock, <laughs> solid as a rock. Yeah, like that, like. And the music just doesn't match the tone. Yeah, just the. Right. <laughs> I like everyone's hilarious steampunk goggles. Yep. Anti snow blindness goggles. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like that scene right there of them desperately trying to climb that mountain. 
without that music in the background mm-hmm. is completely different. Right. Yeah. Like get rid of the music the, altogether the, and maybe add pipey, some wind. Yeah. Or ominous tones. Dark and ominous tones. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> is that a forgetting Sarah Marshall reference? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bourbon break. It's a good break. I think I'm going to take a bourbon break or 10 tonight. Like how Hart's glasses are the most ridiculous with their fur lining. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Just so goofy looking. <laughs> yeah. He looks like Moon Vest from 30 Rock. <laughs> the hobo. Moon's on his vest. Yeah. So part of the exposition that you... That we were talked we talked over is that Calhoun talks about how cowardly he was. Mm-hmm. He was and, little, yeah, he was the last to yeah commit to the eating. Well, and he was the last. He left a woman alone with the with the guy who was leading like the cannibalism. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he talks about how, how cowardly he was, and that really piques his interest, and that's kind of what brings him out of his shell a little bit was to try to form like a bond between these two characters. Right. Yeah. Both, you know, acts of cowardice that have potentially yeah. kept them alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if leaping was the right thing to do there, but whatever. Yeah. Reich is a big leaper. Hmm. Parkour! Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not. (laughs) So he probably got some broken ribs. Based off of the based off of this jam that's coming out of him, yeah. injury jam. Now th- this, I I love this little. It's been so quiet. This tantrum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> deliver, also this, t- deliver this bourbon. Walk fifteen feet with this bottle because I won't. Yeah. I'm busy looking at a map or something. <laughs> I also that kind of screaming for bourbon. I mean, to me, it it makes it seem like it's a lot more difficult to live with this guy maybe than him just being positive all the time because he's probably fairly irritating as well. Yeah. I was I thought when he first walked over there and he was screaming for bourbon, he was just gonna pour it on his wound. Right. Yeah. Again, this scene should be creepy, but it's yeah more ridiculous than anything else. Calhoun, you've got some red on you. Yeah, yeah. red on you. If you have any jam, you're meant to share. <laughs> It's like how a toddler would. Right. Sick yeah. man outside. That, I don't believe you, Jesus Jackman. <laughs> no. That's not how it works. That's. This is convincing as claiming you were accidentally fondling someone. <laughs> right. I just. I woke up and my yeah. hands were on your breasts. <laughs> right. 
It should just be dragging him too. Yep. Yeah. I almost feel like that scene could have been a little more subtle and like not had him actually licking the guy, but maybe some of the, the wrapping that had been removed or something. And it maybe noticed in the dim light, him sucking the blood out of the wrapping or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or him not being yeah. hot. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh, I think they need a reason to suspect him or something for the upcoming scene. Right. I, I think it may have been easier to have him try and explain away, like, why he had a rag on his mouth or something. I don't know. Mm, yeah. Why are, they, wait, like, why are the rags in your bunk or whatever? Right, yeah. So this is where, like, the... Music. Soundtrack really right. starts to shine. Like it just it's getting more creepy, more percussion, less like Western travel y. Yeah. I don't know what that instrument is, but it sounds like someone's just squeezing one of those rubber ducks, like rubber duck guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it is just the dissonance of it and just it's I don't know, it's unsettling. I think it's some kind of reed instrument. Mm. What is that device that that they have that he's walking with at the back? It looks like it like a ski pole, kind of, you know? Yeah. But I think it's just, you know, an 1840s equivalent <laughs> for hiking. Yeah, the music is very just uncomfortable. Yeah. Cave being a good representation of, like, the darkness that man tries to escape. (laughs) But this is, I mean, this is probably, like, the most high-tension, nail-biting part of this entire movie, and it's... Right. I would say it's probably the best part of the entire movie. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The cave scene's well done. I don't... Again, it doesn't match with much else in the movie in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Right. Which are probably ruining for our listeners if they haven't seen this movie right. yet, which... Oh, well. Yeah, because you're probably not going to want to watch this more than once. <laughs> no. Well, maybe. <laughs> the... uh the movie has two really good sequences. This one, and then the later sequence when a lot of the when the the uh, group of officers comes back in. Mm, okay, I, I I like those two, but everything right. else just doesn't feel connected. Yeah, to me. Yeah, like two different movies almost. Yeah, I'm Team Toffler. Listen to him. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They're on the hunt for One-Eyed Willie's treasure. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you cannibals. Just trekking through the cave here. You know, when it comes to cannibal movies, there's a lot, you can do a lot better than this one. Hmm. Yeah. But I think also having this movie set in like a remote part of the United States in this time period makes it like all the more unsettling because you have to worry about, you have to think about this probably happened at one point. 
with people on like a wagon train and getting stranded and oh yeah i mean there's there's recorded incidents of it and some supposed incidents and everything and mm-hmm. these kind of things happening but i mean it's a cool it's a cool set piece but it's not like i said it just doesn't does it, this movie does a bad job at being a movie yeah It's got a bit of the Donner Party party drizzle in here, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's why people are like, oh, this is satire of the Donner Party mm-hmm. and all that. Capitan. I kind of like his disrespect for uh, Bell Kilmer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he's suspicious about, you know, that metal he earned or whatever. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> right pra- practices proper firearm safety do you think that he's the third of his name <laughs> so this is the uh, the second creepy layer filled with dead people that we've seen on GBBV before <laughs> the first being Jeepers Creepers mm-hmm. yep this is really awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Just panting for 30 seconds. The way he's kind yeah. of just like blankly staring off. I kind of got the idea that he's trying to communicate with someone. Like he's trying to do like hand signals, right. gestures or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like I thought that was why he brought them back here. Steal the home. Like, oh, look, those shoes that you said that, that you ate. Yeah. See, I thought that um, when I first got that scene, when he's doing that, I thought he was trying to point out like an actual Wendigo in the background or something. Mm, yeah. That's where I assumed it was going to go. So I guess the movie does a good job in that aspect that it doesn't really play to your assumptions. Mm-hmm. But yeah. The Predator was here. <laughs> I like how the the drum beat is being maintained. Or right. oh, beneath that horn fanfare right. of yeah. like ah oh, bodies, right? It's try. It's it's like an elevated pulse rate kind of tempo. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm. It's just. The the digging is the thing that Yeah, this is really creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It just becomes feral. Yeah. I assumed he was going for something, but No, no he is. Yeah, he's going for the knife, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. But I assumed he was going for something. More, I guess. Right. Like, yeah, I thought he was going for a gun initially. Yeah, me too. Because it wouldn't be. Well, I guess he wouldn't want the knife to be taken away after what had happened, but mm. yeah. Because I don't like you get the idea like that he's like kind of hallucinating. Yeah. Just in his like demeanor and. He's got got into some of the local mushrooms. Toad looking. 
And there's that weird reed instrument again, whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes all action hero and just kills yep. everyone. Yeah. Ugh. The music is just perfectly terrible. Yeah. I could do without the horn, the weird, weird reed yeah. horn thing. And here we lose all tension, right? Yep. Well, not now, but uh, too early. Time to show you the goods. That's the sound that instrument was making. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. now the music just shits the bed. Yeah. Yeah. This mo- it, yeah. The movie just, it's like, what it, is going on? It's like old timey Benny Hill. Like this yeah. is not okay. This movie's got bipolar disorder. Yeah. No kidding. That's how most people's faces looked after watching Howard the Duck. Yeah. <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> Is it? It's it's scenes put on film. <laughs> right. It's an affront against all things celluloid. <laughs> there are duck boobs in that movie. <laughs> like, I don't know. But yeah, it's like th- this music. These guys should be stepping on rakes and hitting themselves in the face to this kind of music. Yeah, yeah. Hold be still very, welcome. very quiet. Okay. We're hunting cannibals. <laughs> like the eagle noise overhead, right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. But here we're like we're back to the creepy, you know, strings in the back and just like the the shots of the empty woods. Right, the more contextually appropriate soundtrack. Yes. And then, nope. No. <laughs> Back to the red green show, apparently. Yep. I'm just going to scream, <laughs> uh, <sighs> die at you. Several ankles were sprained during the filming of this scene. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's a brutal yeah. kill. Right Filatum, or not filatum, but... Uh, Eviscerated. Yeah. He filleted him to death, eh, Max? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> say it looks there are like, worse ways uh, to go. When you get an autopsy, you know, they do like the Y cut. Mm. Yeah. That's what it kind of reminds me of. Hi, dubs. <laughs> Interference That's by Ryan's cat dubs. Special yeah. surprise cameo by the cat. If you can hear that, he just jumped on my headset. Reich is a terrible shot. Also, Colhoun just like disapparated there. Right. Yep. Well, he's got crazy cannibal strength. Yeah. Cannibalism activate. Yes, he he jumped off the cliff. 
Stranger things have happened and will happen in this movie. Yeah. Say it one more time. Oh. Yeah. Like I was like, I don't have time for your bullshit. Yep. Q-tip headed meanie. I don't care if you have to tattoo these orders onto yourself. <laughs> You're going to remember them. The timing of the uh, of our subtitles there was funny because as he threw the knife, the gunshot uh, came across the bottom of the screen. Right. <laughs> I was like, "No, not quite." <laughs> Missed it by that much. And then he gets tricked by somebody playing dead. Ooh, I don't think he ever was actually playing dead, but. And Calhoun sits up yeah. like like a vampire out of a coffin. This music is... It, now it's like a weird in-between place. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fully creepy, but not... Right. His character has a really good chance of being creepy. Why Who? would you do Cal- that? Calhoun's? Yeah. yeah, Calhoun. But he just becomes comical at times right yeah he's he's just too mustache twirling a lot of a yeah lot of time. yeah that's a good way to put like, it <laughs> yeah tie you to a railroad then i'll eat the remains <laughs> <laughs> like he was like well now i'm free Wee. free for it and now for the comical hit every branch on the way down yep yeah where's your benny hill music now movie Ow. Just imagine that scene from Princess Bride where they're just perpetually rolling down the hill. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, thanks for stopping me, Reich. (laughs) God. Sorry, Neil. We have to redo this scene. You were making too much shouty noises during that roll. Yeah, you're, you're dead guy. Don't shout so much. Is this considered fast food in this case? Oh. I'm not a big compound fracture fan. Yeah. So this was gross to me. Oh, he's still alive. (laughs) (laughs) Albinos are stronger than expected. He's not albino, just an Aryan. I know. Just very much so. Get your hands off me, powder. <laughs> I like that he has Ugg boots. Mm. <laughs> I think the... when he, I think these upcoming scenes are that in particular, like helps establish how he is insane. Yeah, mm. but you can be insane without being goofy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's bad. That's Yes, it is. All right, Neil. We're going to need you to lie here and give us your best Willem Dafoe face. 
It's just a movie of people playing other Hollywood actors. Yep. <laughs> right. I think the scene would have been much more terrifying had you not had these exterior shots of Colhoun walking around and you just kind of saw him through the trees. Right. I really thought they were going to go with the whole I can smell you thing and he was just going to go down there, but that doesn't happen. Yeah. I think he does smell him, but I can't. I don't know. The uh, what exactly or what exact cannibal powers you get from. You know, being a cannibal. Is, right. Uh, right. Like more shot, like only shots like that from down in the hole. Yeah. Down in the hole. <laughs> yeah. The rules of this movie are inconsistent. Mm. Well, at least they're consistently inconsistent about everything. Yep. Mm. Oh. I think it's neat how in the scene uh, they show the passage of time by how the moon is. Like it started off oh. showing the full moon. Oh boy. And then. Oh God. Pushing that bone back into his leg. Yeah. As as uh, the scene goes on, we'll see the moon like progress or wane. I had to think about waxing and waning. There you go. You wax on. You, uh... <laughs> Do you wane off? Sure. <laughs> just... I just thought it's not wax because of that saying. I was going to make a real stretch of a joke with Wayne's world and try to bring Mike Myers uh, into this, but I'm not going to. I'm glad you told us about it instead. Yeah, know, right? it's much more, much <laughs> exactly. more effective. Yeah. <laughs> See, look, yeah, he's given his best Willem Dafoe face. Inspiration for Bear Grylls. Yeah. I'm literally going to subsist by eating the very earth beneath my feet. I Is that the sound those trees are making? I'm, yeah, I I'm didn't confused. get that, that sequence right there. <laughs> no. If anything, like, the scene does a good job at showing, like, he's kind of going a little bit mad down there. Mm. Yeah. But um, it goes on a little bit too long. Yeah, I was expecting him to hallucinate and start having Reich talk to him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Make some quips about how he looks tasty or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, the whimsical life of a cannibal, just skipping yep, stones skipping. in the woods. Yeah. Yep. I had, I was thinking about Mega Man during this does. movie. <laughs> <laughs> so is Mega Man just like robo cannibalism because he just gets to absorb everybody's powers when he beats them? Pretty much. Him and Kirby out there together. Mm-hmm. Kirby definitely just, not, well, I don't think Kirby eats anything vaguely Kirby, Kirby-like. That's true. Because I'm a coward, remember? Right. I need advice from a cadaver immediately. (laughs) (laughs) It's hilarious. (laughs) 
and now that you've said Willem Dafoe face, that's exactly <laughs> what it looks like every time. Don't get me wrong. I love Willem Dafoe as an actor. Oh, yeah. He's just got a very unique face. Yep. Avenge me. That's, that's all I want right to say. <gasps> Revenge me. <laughs> anyway. It's it just... I'm having this a whole slight s- burning sensation. Yeah. Oh. This whole sequence just reeks of like... <laughs> uh, face. Like... 19 or 20 year old art house film attempt like rolling around on the ground as the stake and fire comes in the background. It's yeah. just, it's so over the top. Yeah. Hmm. I guess oftentimes when you order out, your dinner does come with its own utensils. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially a big steak knife. Mm-hmm. Again, the music is very unique here. But not quite in a way that works. It doesn't fit. Yeah. It goes back to the weird organ thing. I like this shot, though. This faraway shot with him just kind of... Trudging so, along. Yeah, so small in regard to the rest of the frame. Well, here's the first oppor- or first idea that you get of being cannibal kind of regenerates you because he's walking on his leg. Right. He's still limping, but, you know... Where you the just heck? push the bone back in yeah. and add a... A shank of Reich. Right. So, again, now back to... Uh, we're spending a lot of time on the music, but we've got the just really bad synth going on now or whatever that is. It's an organ. It's or maybe it is a synth, but... Terrible. It sounds like Harvest Moon music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm out there plant tend- some shit. tending my, my crops and milking yep. my cows. <laughs> like, like right there when that kicks in too. Oh, the, the 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 strings. Yeah, like this. Like this movie has good shots. Like this is a cool shot of him mm-hmm. walking back to the camp alone through the snow, and everything's mm-hmm. all frosty. You just like snow. I do just like snow. You're an abomination, man. I am. He's abominable. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I almost am like hairy enough to be mistaken as a yeti. <laughs> Nope, David Arquette's here. I'm out. Yeah. I'll go back to the wilderness now. Yeah. <laughs> Did you bring me my weed? <laughs> oh, I just want those blankets. Oh. Yeah, like I, that, that scene right there of him looking at his leg. Like, it seems like that was going somewhere, but they don't... Yeah, it's, it's almost about... like I expected him to, like, start stitching it up or something. Yeah, or, or like, cutting it open a little bit to get some yeah. of, like, the, the junk it was out like, of Well, there. you walked over here on this thing. Yeah. But... I'm just, what... Like, all the snow shots in here look like just... I don't know. They look. The movie just looks better when it's snowing. I feel like it's, it's especially with like the desolate nature of what's going on or what's being implied that people are going through. Right. I suppose so. Where'd he go? Uh-huh. I'm a white man expressing my ignorance. <laughs> Help me, please. 
set me straight. Martha doesn't look like she gives a shit, dude. Yeah, I like I can understand like she's pissed because her brother is dead, but um, I don't understand her personal hatred for him. I suppose might just be for all white dudes, which I would have get. Yeah, I understand that, but. <laughs> Ooh, foreshadowings. <laughs> no sign of a sign. No. I saw the sign <laughs> that opened up my yes. eyes. I saw the sign. I got really hungry. <laughs> then I turned to cannibalism. <laughs> that was the first draft of the song. I don't think that one got released. Yep. No, they thought that one was too dark for this movie. <laughs> Windy. <laughs> Grammar Nazi. I'm intolerant and my rank and race allows it. <laughs> Plus I'll give you some of this bourbon. Mm-hmm. Muggled. Recollection. Bring magic into this. There already is magic in this, mm. kind of. The wizarding world of cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say. It's the other, other, other white oh, meat. Yeah. He's got a warm face. I'd talk to him. Yes. I'd share my secrets with that guy. Mm-hmm. John Spencer coming into the movie right now just makes it all the much better. Hmm. <laughs> so you like the scenes with John Spencer? Yeah, I'm okay with John Spencer. So how does the presence of David Ar- Arquette impact your thoughts? Poorly. Yes. <laughs> I would describe Martha physically as sturdy. <laughs> David Arquette looks like he's made out of like, like aluminum poles. <laughs> His uh, his like vestments that he's wearing are very mm-hmm. odd too. Arquettes. Yeah, yeah. I, he, I think he was like a butcher or a cook. Yeah. Fall more dramatically. <laughs> well, he's got the he's got the 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 butcher's apron on, but then yeah. he also has like this like vestment scarf tied around his neck. Oh, I, I don't pay too much close to the vestments of yeah. secondary characters. Primary characters, I'm all about that. Yeah. He's Kalkohuian. He's Kokoam. <laughs> I actually really like this twist. A yeah. Lot. Yeah. Again, I, I I like very much the story of this movie. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> isolated as it is um from the rest of the actual execution of the film. <laughs> but mm-hmm. So that kind of brings up the question of was he always Colonel Ives? Or, or did he assume it after the fact? Yeah. Assume that identity, right? I, and they don't really answer that question, not as far as I could tell. James, what do you think? What's a, I, you, I missed what you are saying, sorry. So was Colhoun always Colonel Ives, or is he assuming oh, Colonel Ives yeah. is... No, I'm assuming he was always Colonel Ives. Okay. Sorry, I got caught up in, yeah. in this. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the side that I lead to as well, but I mean, and good on them for it. They never really just be like, hey, this is what happened. Yeah. They never call the exposition hotline from Cheaper Creepers. 
I do like that Knox's excuse. He's like, hey, he doesn't look familiar to me at all. The other guy had a beard. <laughs> Those I, are I'm p- using Clark Kent logic here. Yep. <laughs> Those are permanent. Yep. <laughs> People are born with beards and they die. Well, with this beards. is the age that when a man grows a beard, the beard never leaves his face until he dies and rots away. Yeah. Or is eaten. Yeah. There will be no touching of my nethers today, private. No private to private activity. No. See, this is, the, this is the scene that made Hugh Jackman realize that he needed to work out more. Yeah, he's yep. like, oh, Jesus, I can't play Wolverine in this state. <laughs> <laughs> Could you be any more slow with the world's most ridiculous striptease? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's supposed to be kind of a high tension. Like, is this the same guy? Which we as the audience know it is. Right. But, you know. Scandalous. It's like, will he have the bullet wound? Mm-hmm. And then your pants and uh, <laughs> your genitals. <laughs> Keep it going here, Ives. Give the people what they paid for. No, I felt like he kind of yeah. lost his accent there. Went back to his Scottish one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a tiny little dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, he is short and slender. So Ren- Okay, yeah, they're your, your vestments. Yeah. Like what are those? How do those add to anything? <laughs> I think those are supposed to be like priesty things. Yeah, like vestments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do it like his bare teeth necklace. It's yeah. like the it's like the nineteen eighties version of a of a puka shell, puka shell necklace. <laughs> <laughs> or eighteen eighteen hundreds, yeah. not nineteen eighties. Nineteenth century. Well maybe somewhere in the nineteen eighties. Yeah. As you can see, the beer is starting to take hold. No. I do like that. The the scene of those two guys just staring at each other. Mm-hmm. There's more bourbon than there's water in this movie. <laughs> oh, it keeps better. This is true. You're a pity. I'm going to my room. Yeah. So it's a fun exchange there. It's a pity. Yep. I don't know what he's doing. He's, yeah. He's festooning the camp with skulls. Is that not something you do? Skulls and flags, yeah. (laughs) And fire. Yep. Skulls and fire. The most inviting things you can have. Oh, also, why did David Arquette steal Harley Quinn's mallet? <laughs> hey, that's a Looney, making, that is a Looney Tunes mallet. Yeah, it should be making a squeaking sound when it hits things. <laughs> I love uh, this kind of little hallucination here. Wham. Wonk. This is the darkest version of Gallagher's stand-up act that no one got to see. Yep. I know you've stabbed me twice already, but please cease the stabbings. Yeah. More stabbings are not recommended. Nah. <laughs> Too messy. <laughs> Was that the mallet squeaking? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it goes. Yeah, he's just... Yeah. Okay. 
I just moved to the first pawn. Why are you upset? (laughs) (laughs) David Arquette's still trying to figure out why the black pieces can go on the white spots and the white pieces can go on the black spots. (laughs) Right. Is Martha just preparing for war? Is that what she's doing back there? I will kill them all. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, this reminds me very much of Hateful Eight. Um, If you haven't seen that, that's another great one from Tarantino. I've heard, yeah. I've, I haven't seen yet. It's on my two watch list. It's a long-ass movie. Really? Oh, yeah. It's like two hours and 45 minutes. Classic. Yep. Never trust a man with chopstash. I will teach you that trick when you become a major. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cabin fever. <laughs> I like that the other people were just like, well, we'll leave Mare. Right. See ya. Yep. There, he, he goes here to rest. Yep. Yeah. Get some actual sleep. Otherwise, you're going to be all gamey when they eat you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants that. It seems ironic for him to step outside to smoke in buildings that have fireplaces in them. <laughs> yeah, and we've seen him smoke inside beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, he's just looking for some me time. Yep. Doom. 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 Ba ba yeah, again, this music's trying to be creepy, but it's just not. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Ha. Not like you, coward, bullied. Man, you can call yeah. him a boy and just keep on insulting him by just finishing his last name. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> hmm. Good old TB. This is like an eight nineteenth century equivalent of the last ten seconds of a new uh, drug TV commercial. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> side effects may include tuberculosis, cannibalism, coughing up high blood. <laughs> this just describes suicidal ambition. Right. This just describes my mental state driving home from work every day. <laughs> you, your commute is like seven minutes long. And what does yeah. that tell you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like Mega Man. More exposition time. Exposition time. So this beer's kind of grown on me. It's probably because, like you were saying, James, it's not tart up front. Yeah, it finishes sour. Mm -hmm. So, Ryan, do you want to explain your pun for this beer in this movie? Oh, yeah. So we tried to, again, we try to thematically tie what we're drinking to the movie. So the beer, again, is titled Critterless. So these people are eating humans instead of, you know, they're not eating critters anymore. So that was where I was headed with it. 
Plus, it's delicious, and I just wanted to drink it, so <laughs> fuck off. That's a good enough reason as any. But not the red thoughts. <laughs> Those are the worst. There's one dapper-ass cannibal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, compared to the last thing that the three of us watched slash interacted with that had to do with Wendigos, mm. uh, this movie's bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wait, are you talking about um, Until, Until Dawn? Dawn? Yeah. Okay. I was like, is there another Wendigo movie we watched? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's an incredible game for those who haven't experienced it. Fully support. Yep. Love it. Yeah, I, this is a very unnecessary scene. Yeah. Um, because I, my assumption is most of the audience is having this own internal dialogue anyway on the topic of cannibalism. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it needs to be this. Keep stabbing. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like you, once you once you hit him once, you might as well keep going. Follow through. You've made your intent clear. Right. Yeah. Guess, the, uh, guess the, taste me. I'm delicious. The internal struggle you're you're talking about with or conversation people are talking about, Ryan, is interesting because we've mm-hmm. we've talked about that in like an anthropology class, of course. About and cannibalism was part of it. How there's really like deep seated taboos that yeah. humanity mm-hmm. has because you can ask even just like. A six-year-old, pretty much across the world, mm-hmm. about like, would you eat a this or would you eat a that or what? Like, and so certain areas, of the world, like in the United States, if you asked a kid if they eat a dog, they'd say no. Yeah, but there's other areas of the world where you know if you'd ask them if they eat a cat or they eat a bird, right, right, or whatever, you know, yeah. they kind of go along. And there's those cultural things don't pass, but pretty much everywhere you go, yeah, if you say you eat a person Mm -hmm. either it's not even a question that like registers with them like i don't understand what you're talking about or there is a immediate revulsion revulsion right yeah and and there's very few things that that cross cultures at that such an early age Mm -hmm. and and cannibalism is one of those things and it's it's really interesting as to how deep rooted that is inside of us yeah 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 it's, it's a very primal thing to have an aversion to yeah I mean, if you ask a like a you know a Midwestern six year old if they'd eat raw fish, they'd probably be like, no. Yeah. But if you yeah. asked a you know a Japanese six year old, they wouldn't have a. Right. Like, what are you talking what about? Are you talking of course, about? of course. But yeah. if you ask both those same kids, hey, would you eat your friend Billy? Yeah, they'd be like, no. Right. Well, maybe just a little. What if he wasn't your friend? Then no. Yeah, it's a, it's a real interesting thing. I I don't remember the few other ones that we talked about as well, but. I know cannibalism was one of those things mm-hmm. for sure. Um, maybe incest. Uh, or yeah. is it or is it clearly just like food things you're talking about? No, no. There's the, there's a couple deep seated things, but like incest doesn't necessarily work at that point because these mm-hmm. typically are like you kind of have to. It, it does, but not that young. Obviously. Okay. Like once that. Oh, up, oh, okay, okay. So yeah, it, that that's an example of it, but it's not. Like these, mm. we, the ones you were talking about were even younger. Oh, okay, okay. Martha's the guy ha- from the Godfather's been here. <laughs> <laughs> we're subsidizing the, the expenses of the fort with glue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will now be known as Fort Elmer. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, 
Speak English, man. Half of, half of Knox's lines are just like shouting random <laughs> gibberish. Yeah, go find him, woman. <laughs> it's raining blood outside. It's fine, right? Playing. Yes, yeah. Slayer. Well, I guess if you wish for something too hard, it happens. Yeah. Rest in peace, David Arquette. Oh. Jesus. And my horse is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> my horse, my horse is amazing. See, when they were fighting at the end, and when everybody's fighting, they just need to say Martha, and then they can all be best friends oh, again. Gosh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you guys know Martha too? What's the point of this war? <laughs> Everybody knows Martha. <laughs> One nation under Martha. Hey, she's got. She's got a. Uh. uh David Arquette's vestment. Mm. There you go. You know, the more I think about the interaction between those two characters, I feel like maybe they had something going between Martha on. and um, David Arquette. Yeah, Senor Arquette. Yeah, because she emphasizes Senor like no women, David. and then she's wearing like his <laughs> uh, his vestment. Right. Yeah. So maybe Plus they travel together. Yeah, and, and the point uh, earlier on when uh, the major whoever says no women, and then she's like, "Yeah, no women," meaning like, yeah, almost Car- like, Car- um, Car- like you are mine. Yeah, kind of yeah. Thing that's there. that's what I was right. That's what I was saying because she wasn't saying like no weed or no peyote. Yeah, even cannibals cry when they cut onions. Mm-hmm. Oh. Knocks, knocks. Who's there? No. I kind of want to cook over a giant pot like that. <laughs> I know, That'd be right? Great. You'd have to have thirty people over to eat all that, but yeah. Still just getting hammered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> Those are the good days. Where'd the other sword go? Oh. Hmm. I think it would have been cool if he got stabbed right there. Right. When he's like, my sword's gone. Oh, All of our swords are missing. No one cares. Yeah. There's a gigantic sack of potatoes. <laughs> yep. Oh, good, because mm-hmm. I had this appointment with this bottle of bourbon here. Hmm. The, the you might contribute line is just grown worthy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, we get it. You're a cannibal. <laughs> cannibal jokes. <laughs> that was an unnecessary sound effect. <laughs> yeah. Whoosh. <laughs> It's a ghost. Ghost. Yeah. Phantom Ooh, Space okay. Man. Yep. <laughs> Phantom Frontier Man. He's, he's apparently overly observant when he's drunk. Yep. That door's not open. That sword is gone. That Good shoe's gracious. been moved. Where are all the forks? <laughs> now it gets into like Sleepy Hollow tier of just like 
Absurdity. Fucking movie. No. Sleepy Hollow is not gonna a good do movie. It. We're going to do it. We're doing Sleepy Hollow. It's a good movie. I like that movie. Oh, hi, dead guy. Yeah. Uh. Restores vim and vigor. <laughs> yeah. The, the him coming back is, is a that, fun twist. Yeah, yeah, I did not see that coming at all. Yeah, it's another another example of just I like the story. I really do like the story of this movie. Mm-hmm. Because now he's got a familiar face, someone that's friendly to him and he respects. Mm-hmm. But has, somewhat. Yeah, somewhat. Who has submitted to cannibalism. Mm-hmm. I was stabbed and hit with a hatchet. Right. They do a, um interesting deal of making him look much older mm-hmm. prior to becoming a cannibal. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. His hair, his hair is all his, different. His hair was thinning, and yeah, yeah. So when he first showed up, I was like, "Oh, that's who he is." After they started talking about it, right? Oh, you yeah. didn't recognize him? Not immediately. Oh, really? He, because he was was different looking enough. Oh, okay. Like I would say he does look much dirtier and shabbier. You know, he has like you know the the hair growth. And... Yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. is a he is a big dude. Yeah, it, it took me just a, like a couple seconds to recognize him, but when he first popped up, I was like, "Who's that supposed to be?" I was like, "Oh, oh, okay." I thought he said murder fest. Yep. He's taking his speech cues from William Shatner. <laughs> yeah. And inexplicable pause. The mountains of madness. Passing right through our lovely right. cannibal Chop camp. vaguely at the stump <laughs> in the background. Just discriminately. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the guy speaking right now, Ives, he also voiced Dracula in the recent Castlevania games that were mm, pretty good. Okay, I, I know the f- I heard the first one was better than the second one. FYI, of like the what fifteen Castlevania games yes, that there are, it's quite the library. Yeah, I've only played two and a half. Of mm, them. Symphony of the Night is exquisite. Yep. Yeah, Symphony of the Night, and there's one for Game Boy Advance where you actually do play as. Dracula, who's like lost his memory or something. Mm. Guy Pierce just doesn't do a lot of talking in this movie. No, he just stares nope. off into the it's distance. It's like Castaway, For- but forlornly. <laughs> Forlorn. Well, Jesus Jackman just rambles on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Jackman. <laughs> do, 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 do. Again, this movie also has like three points where you're like, this is the ending, right? Like it's done? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To speak to that, if this movie would have ended like in this, this speech, I think I would have liked it more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because the end sequence is just kind of silly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or shown Guy Pierce like eating some stew. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but not necessarily saying what kind of stew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just the way that they leave it like this. If they would have left it here, it would have been <clears throat> open-ended and, and kind of there, I guess. But I don't know. I feel like there's also, like, homosexual tension between the two. At times. But I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm not qualified to comment on that. So. <laughs> right, and actually, this I forgot that this happens here, but this... This is actually a pretty slick move by the the villain-esque character. Yep. So, all right, how how closely will you cling to your morals? You know, mm-hmm. I've put you here, choose or die. Or we'll just bleed you like a stuck pig <laughs> right. and then make you into stew itself. Yeah. But now that you mentioned James, yeah, he does look much younger. Yeah, yeah. Hairs, more vibrant. Hairs, yeah, his hair's thicker. Mm-hmm. Like I, I almost, almost want to go back and like do a comparison of like what they look like. Yeah, mm-hmm. what Hart looks like now and then. I think part of it is the clothing that they put him in in the first part of the movie too. Mm-hmm. They put him in much oh, more like yeah, like certainly shabby, shabby, shabby uniform or, with like the blanket over him. Yeah, I mean he looks more. They put him <clears> in just <throat> older looking clothing. Is basically yeah, what they do the small Ben Franklin spectacles. Yep, exactly. That's another point too. Like he no longer needs glasses, assuming he has access to them. Not just yeah, you know, he right, didn't lose yeah. them in the attack. I took it that he just didn't need them anymore. Right, right. Hospital food, am I right? That's <laughs> <laughs> almost comical with the cross eyes. Yeah. Everyone else just looking at Guy Pierce being like, so that's how you're going to do the scene, eh? <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's some choices. It's just sriracha erupting out of his <laughs> midsection. Yeah, it's a do or die kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Particularly because the, the speech that... Um, he was given earlier about mm-hmm. how he could feel his life slipping away. Yeah. Much for it. <laughs> yeah. Can you wouldn't guess that there's still like another 15 minutes of this movie left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's got that Hugh Hefner thing going on. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the maroon thing. Maroon smoking jacket. Mr. Maroon. <laughs> Perhaps in some ways and not others. That's not Ben Franklin. He's dead already. <laughs> One of the longest lines yeah. Guy Kilmer gives this movie. Guy Kilmer. <laughs> Val Pierce. Okay, yeah, that's better. <laughs> I like Guy, Guy Kilmer. I like Guy, yeah, I, I like Guy Kilmer. <laughs> Guy Kilmer and Jesus Jackman. <laughs> There's actually a lot of act, like well-known actors in this yeah. movie, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this movie had a $12 million budget, 
They only made about two. Mm. So that's about two million dollars too much. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess now it has like a cult following. I mean, if you go on Netflix, it's one of those things with under like campy horror movies. It, but it's not even really that campy. At, at times it is, mm. but I mean, overall, I agree with you. It, 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 yeah, I mean, in, in a sense of what a campy horror movie is, this is not a campy horror movie. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Netflix is pretty liberal on that. Um, I see Raphael descriptor. from the Ninja Turtles on the side. <laughs> the scripture of campy horror, like it, it has um, Hellraiser as campy horror, which right. I wouldn't call that campy horror. That's a good little thing there. Again, yeah, as we alluded to earlier, yeah, he just cracks a walnut wall. with his hand. I mean, I would be freaking pissed if someone came and just took all my books away while, while I was still alive. Mm-hmm. Well, he got rid of his own books. I don't think he got rid of them. I think someone else took them away after he died. Oh. Well, I, I took it as that the fact that this whole speech is him being like, I don't need them anymore because oh. I found the, like, the, the truth with a capital T. Oh. Like the, like the world truth. Da, 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 da. Just nope. the Monty Python and Holy Grail scene. With yeah, he keeps coming out again and again and again. <laughs> coming at the castle. <gasps> aliens! Oh. <laughs> I feel like this movie Boyd's, could benefit from aliens. Boyd's shirt looks really comfy. It does. I kind of want that shirt. That looks snuggly as fuck. Yep. <laughs> nice knit sweater. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Thanks for tuning into the Smug Cannibal channel. Yeah. Yeah. I actually really love the music here. Yeah. This, this time I it's love ominous it. Ominous and yeah, this is good music. And I this is very very similar to um, a Silent Hill actually kind of music. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I could see that. Right. I like the like the plotting little mm. drum in, in the back. Yeah. Well. Even though you didn't agree with me, I'll let you go free. Yep. She'll be fine. Well, obviously, you know, as we'll see, he's kind of grown disgusted in what what he's become, especially from his background. Yeah. It's like studying the classics and Mm -hmm. capital T truth and... You think that if somebody asks you to do them a favor and and kill them presumably either quickly is in like do it fast right yeah. as in right now or quickly like kill me quickly so i don't suffer yeah but he, he doesn't, doesn't really either. do it either <laughs> right yeah like that's a not great way to go no it's not no i assume this not. not a favor I mean, i've never gone guy. that way so no mm. but I mean, you can see from right there. Like, Eat a dick. Yeah. You got it on the rug. <laughs> that blood looks like the fake plastic blood you put on, on windows at Halloween. Right. Yep. Or it's like a gel. Yeah. I'm always amazed by people with swords who can't hit people who don't have swords. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He 
he just disappeared again. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's it. like they had a like a, a handful of endings they wanted, and instead of just choosing one, they're like, no, let's do them all. All of them at the same time. <laughs> right. Peter Jackson watched this movie while filming the ending for Return of the King. Oh, you be quiet about Return of the King. <laughs> <laughs> Which, why don't you old? Fellowship of the Ring came out 15 years ago. Yeah. Oh, kill me. Just kill me. Quickly? Mm, not like that guy quickly. <laughs> the actually normal person quickly. We're talking like strapped to a brick of C4 and hit the button quickly. I think these shots were part of what was used in the promotional material for this movie. His eyes with the freaking bloody cross on his head. Because reasons, right. apparently. So I, again, I was... It's been years, but I was expecting a much different movie than what yeah. this actually yeah. was. Uh, assuming that... Um, that goes into the whole Jesus Jackman. <laughs> assuming that the director didn't film the movie in order, because directors don't do that. Yeah, the they first, did not. Not all, not all the time. Right? They did yeah. not. The, the first director... This... The, the bloody cross scene feels like something that the first guy likely did. Yeah. Going for much more of a dark... Yeah, that was one of the um, criticisms by the people who... Both people who directed was like the order at which everything was being shot was very... Difficult. Difficult to work with, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that also would explain why there's some snow in some scenes and why there isn't. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, it must taste... It probably takes place in Michigan then, right? Oh, yeah. yes, of course. I, I assumed that the end here, when they didn't have the snow on the ground, is that it's just been a certain period of time has started right. to pass. Yeah. Because there's still bits, you know, there's collections of snow still yeah. around. His, his legs yeah. fully healed. Yep. His wounds fully healed. It's the power of the sweater. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sweater. Mm. Oh, it's laughing. <laughs> This is weird. Is he a zombie from from uh is a bat left for dead? <laughs> I'll do to you like I did at that bale of hay. <laughs> and for a quick second right there, he looks like uh Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Let's see that. Wendigo strength. Activate. <laughs> I'll open. <laughs> Effective use of a letter opener. <laughs> yeah. Oh, attack. I really thought someone was going to end up in the fire. Yeah. That, yep. I, I thought he was going to, like, pitchfork. Like, toss him, him into the fire. Him in the yeah. Fire. yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I never noticed the vocalizations in the music before. You hear the bomb, yep. bomb. I mean, they're they're, they're kind of subtle, and we're listening Jesus. to this with headphones on. Right. So. Yeah. No, <clears throat> Cleaver's not good enough. Need to go to the log. Yeah. What <laughs> uh, rolls downstairs? My log is something to tell you. Uh-huh. Know yeah. your favorite dog. Is he Captain nice. Ives? Time for the captain's log. Oh. Uh. It's almost as bad as James's John Carpenter jokes. <laughs> Those were pretty good. No, they weren't. <laughs> Don't encourage him. Oh. There are a lot of like hair pulling. Hair pulling yeah. is not fair. No. <laughs> There's a flag in the play. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Illegal holding. Ooh, giving him the blood wings there. 
The sound effects are a little much. Yeah, they're they're hammy. Mm. <laughs> did I do that? <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. That did that did him in. Family Matters is a much different show if <laughs> if Jaleel White's character was secretly a cannibal. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna ask why? Why Back to the Future? Because he's he's triumphantly returning from not being beaten just then. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Did he just Fonzie him? Hey. hey, I'm gonna eat you. <laughs> you about to get et, son? Gonna stab you extra hard. Mm. Mm, knife in the back. Literally. So Guy Kilmer is still doing like the same acting throughout no matter what scene it is, just staring blankly. <laughs> I'm a little like he chose that exact spot to just walk to and fall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little I mean, weird. we saw him set up the trap or at least acknowledge the bear trap. Right. But this is weird. This is weird that he's delivering this line. Yeah. Not not really. It's a pretty big bear trap. <laughs> right. Didn't really hide it. No. The the end line, though, is just this. Like, it's supposed to be the big climactic deal there. Right. He's mm-hmm. like, cracking jokes. Yep. Right. Cracking cannibal jokes. <laughs> Man, that's yeah, cr- but on the same time, I can see why... Well, besides the Bon Appetit, I can see why you would deliver that because there's really been like that struggle of how far will you go to survive. Yeah. Like he just got stabbed like in like five minutes ago, and then it was like, "Well, I'm gonna die if I don't do this." And then mm. he's again in that do or die situation, which even if he did, I don't know how you get out of a bear trap, but mm. that's yeah. not the point. You use your Wendigo strength and rip it apart. There <laughs> you go, Ryan. Thank you. Don't do it, John Spencer. <laughs> That's how he's able to finish the West Wing. Yeah, how do you think he survives until present-day White House endeavors? <laughs> it's just a... I really want to make some stew right now, though. <laughs> I like that he shows up, and instead of looking for everybody... I was just going like, to say, yeah. Like, you I know am what? famished. It's a ghost town, stew. but here's some untended stew that I'm going to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's... <laughs> I, I remember the movie being, t- yeah, just kiss me. Yeah, I was going to say kiss. <laughs> kiss me, Ives. Um, you ever see the movie Thinner based on a Stephen King story? Yes, Thinner's great. I don't remember liking it. Um, oh, well, oh, I'm sorry. The the, the short story is Oh, yeah, good. yeah. most Stephen King you know, literature is good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, let's not get too crazy here. But, uh, yeah, the movie, I, I didn't much care for it, but this, there's a part in the movie where, the spoilers, um, I guess essentially a cursed pie gets eaten 
by people who are not supposed to get cursed. And I don't know. This kind of ties into this guy walking in and being like, ooh, stew, not knowing it's cannibal stew. Yeah. It's people a, stew. A cursed pie? Right. P-I-E pie? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I suppose there was an episode of The Simpsons where Homer sells his, snow, sells his soul to the devil Flanders for a donut. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, Homer's soul donut, do not eat. There are story reasons for the for the pie to exist. Right, right. It's not, it's not like the, the pie. Yeah, is the movie evil. is not about a cursed pie. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's what you originally sold it to me. As. So there's this cursed pie. Yeah, you... it's two hours of a cursed pie. <laughs> it's not and then cell here's phone. It's like Martha's plan all along. Pull their Kill all white men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love you, dead cannibal man. I love you too, almost dead cannibal man. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's like, well, nothing in there. Yep. Nope. Didn't see anything. So I feel like this final shot here. Once we get to it, all right, sleepy cannibal man. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. I'm out. Almost. Yeah. See. <laughs> see ya. White folks is crazy. Yep. Goodbye. Wait for it. Mm-hmm. That's a big ass. What kind of bear needs a trap that large? Bears are big, man. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, yeah. grizzlies are goddamn monsters. There is the word horribleus in their, you know, mm. taxonomy name. Yeah. Come on. Why aren't they horrible bears then? That's a way cooler name. Mm. Just, just a horrible <laughs> bear. I don't know to not frighten children or something like that. <laughs> They sure avoided that with Grizzly. Well, Well, that wraps up Ravenous. And uh, let's start View Again, Brew Again with James. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Ryan. Ryan. Wait, 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 wait. We only got half. That was half of James's response. (laughs) I thought it was no as in don't start with me. (laughs) Oh, okay. No, I'll start then. Um, I might watch this again. I don't know if I'd I You're a bad person. seek it out. <laughs> well, this movie's got enough quirks and enough things to like bitch about, and there's a lot of uniqueness here, though it's often not for the right reasons, <laughs> um, that it interests me. Um, so, yeah, I, I would watch this again. I wouldn't just run screaming away from this movie like I would some of the other things we've watched. <laughs> um, but uh, as far as brew again, absolutely. I, I very, very much enjoy this as a sour ale. Again, Critterless from Shorts. This is very good. I would drink large volumes of this this beer. Um, as, as far as I goes, is would I watch this again? I've seen this three times in the last month. So <laughs> if I would watch again, which That's a rough maybe, month. Well, it was like, ooh, what's this movie? Then I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, we need to watch this movie. So I <laughs> watched it again a couple days ago, and then I just watched it again now. So... Um, yeah, I, I would, but not for a, a good long while. And maybe if I wanted to be like, hey, want to check out this crazy movie with Guy Kilmer <laughs> and Jesus Jackman? Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, it's it'll be one of those things, one of those, like, cult movies where I, go, I watch The Room every now and then. It'll be like that. I think and as far as the beer goes... Um, Choose your next sou- words carefully, yeah. Max. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I was saying, sours aren't my favorite thing, but I this was this was good. I enjoyed this. Um, it's not going to be like what I buy the next time I go to the store or anything like that, but um, 
I will definitely have it if it is available to me. At at that for the, like the strange reason that there's ever this like on tap at a restaurant or whatever, mm-hmm. I might have it. It's, I think it's more of like a warmer summery beer than what than what we have. I'd agree with that. Yeah, but um, but no, it was it was good. I like the mangoes and the cherries. I think that really made it not as sour as it original as like when you first drink it. Yeah, overall, I don't like cherries much at all, but really? I, I like the way that it's complemented like with the mango. In Michigan. I know, yeah, no kidding. But no, it was it was good. James, oh, he's, <laughs> he's mid yawn, folks. Deep yawn. Let's all watch James finish his yawn. Yep. No, I would never <laughs> ever watch this movie again. Which means that the next time I come over, Ryan's going to have it queued up and start playing. But <laughs> yeah, it's just on loop for the rest yeah. of our days. Um, I want to learn the organ part just so I can like randomly start playing it at, at any at a moment's notice it's just i want to find the soundtrack on itunes and play it forever uh, yeah the soundtrack has its own wikipedia page <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> wigs and facial hair created by wig specialities london hmm. so yeah prague and slovakia and mexico is where this was shot according to the credits mexico but the beer yeah i like the beer um I'd like it a lot more if I wasn't watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just have to have it again outside the well, movie. Well, we would have. Yeah. Ryan and I would have liked that dry stout a lot more if we didn't have to drink it while watching uh, London Has Fallen. Ugh. London Has Fallen is bad. It's not this movie, though. I disagree. <laughs> I think this movie is better than London Has Fallen. <laughs> uh, so the uh, the thing Netflix is suggesting next for us is uh, Gilmore Girls: A Year in the Life. Finally, Which, that is a strange little uh, follow up to this. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and going back to James's comment about uh, the Colonel Hart looking younger, um, there was a little still from the movie in the after it had finished playing, and it did show the Colonel. He did look a lot younger. His hair was much more grayer. His his face was much thinner. And when we saw him at the end, uh, much fuller, Man, a lot livelier, thicker. Like he had gained some weight, so mm-hmm. you know, some on that. And just um, just real quickly, I uh, the guy playing Ives, I forget the actor's name, but uh, the person I was mistaking him for through most of the time, Hugh <laughs> <Shady> Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he to me looks like a, a younger Clifton Collins Jr., who is the actor from Boondock Saints Two and also Extract, in which he plays Step. But that's mm, the guy okay. I thought he looked like. You, you were mistaking Robert Ky- Carlyle. Carlyle, that's, that's, that's what it the was. Actor yeah. who plays right. yeah. Slash Calhoun. All right. Well, that wraps up. Blah, blah, wraps up another episode of Good Brews Bad Views. As always, send us your hate mail to goodbrewsbadviews at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at GBBV Podcast or check us out on Facebook. And and we're on YouTube and, now. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. We are also now on YouTube. Should yeah. this whole podcasting RSS feed iTunes subscription thing be alien to you? Right, right. Which we're sorry if it is, <laughs> and it's just the logo. You don't have to look at us, so don't worry. Yeah. About oh no, no. Thank the stars. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> we are not good looking enough to be on YouTube. Count yourselves among the blessed. <laughs> All right, so catch you guys later. And as always, please view and drink responsibly. See you. Bye.